Welcome to your show, Power Woman. From New York City to around the world, this is Madam Philosopher, and I am your host, Eve. Today's episode is Transforming Your Pain into Power. Yes, we're going to go there. We are going to talk about transforming our pain into power. I want to thank everyone who's been, you know, so kind um, that you have been taking your time to reach out to me, send me messages on Facebook and Instagram, just some messages of support, inspiration, and some messages are just a little tug at the heart. I want to thank all of you who have had the courage to reach out to me and tell me, you know, hey, Evelyn, you know, I felt alone. I've been in my pain for so long and I felt that I was the only one. Thank you for not letting me feel alone. Thank you for saying what I don't have the courage to say. Well, you do have courage and I just want to acknowledge you. I want to honor you and I want to thank you Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing your stories with me. For those of you who haven't followed me and want to follow me on my social media, you can find me on Evelyn Hill. You can go to my website, purchase my book. Some of you have purchased my book and you've been sharing your stories. Some of you are just going through it and have been connecting in a way that I have to say, I really treasure it because I know that trust is something so fragile. I know that being vulnerable with your pain, it's even more fragile. And I want to thank you for trusting me with it. And I want to say, I'm always here. And I know that there's a larger community that is here too with you. I know that we are here together. I've been having so many conversations with so many different people about the same thing, about feeling lonely in our pain, about wanting pain to just end, wanting to wake up and feel like you're on the other side. And I had just a a really wonderful gift um, a couple of days ago, the woman that really kind of came into my life and, or one of them that helped me transform my life. Um, Liz Evia, my mentor, my, my angel, you know, she, she talked about me in her Facebook and she was having other people listen to my podcast. And her headline was, if you want to learn how to transform your pain into power, listen to this. And I thought it was so funny because I was already preparing for this podcast and I knew that this podcast was about, you know, transforming your pain into power because this is something that I've been sitting with for a while and, you know, I've been wanting to share this because the thing is that, you know, that is how I see it. You know, transforming pain into power is what we're supposed to do with that pain that weighs heavy in our hearts. This is the sole purpose of the pain that we feel. And I know that we've confused that with other things, but that is the sole purpose of it, to be able to transform that and use that 
not just to change our lives, but to change the lives of others. And, you know, it was interesting because obviously she's been in my life for so long. And I'm talking about 20, 30 years of just mentoring me and helping me and supporting me and just being a guiding light in my life. And when she said those words, you know, it made me feel like, you know what? I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track because it's what people are seeing and feeling. And, you know, it's what it's being drawn out from what I'm saying. And honestly, there could be no greater honor than to be able to share my story in a way that it is clear to all of you that you are not alone and that there is hope. There is hope because no matter how transparent I am about what I've been through and my experiences, you know, sometimes I wonder about how the vulnerability is being perceived. Because the one thing that I want to make sure that everybody takes away is that there is another side. There is something else other than just staying in that suffering, staying in that agony. There's power. In hope, there is power. And when there's hopelessness, there's support. You're not alone. And I have to say that, you know, what weighs heaviest in my heart is for those of you who think that you're alone. You're not alone. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to start with a quote. I always start with a quote because I just think that sometimes there are people like Gandhi that can just capture the message in a way that, you know, maybe, you know, we can. And that's just the way it is, right? I mean, I've come across people all the time and they'll say something and I'm like, ah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. And I just couldn't put it into words, but thank you for sharing that, you know, and and I want to have these aha moments with each other because as much as this is a public platform this is our intimate platform you know this is a platform where we can be uncensored and just truly be ourselves our authentic self no matter what that is and just be able to share a word with each other that's why i really want to encourage you guys to just don't be afraid, you know, download the app, um, make a way for you to just be able to comment, make comments, because you know what? It's important for everyone to know that there is another person probably experiencing the same thing, probably dealing with the same thing, and just building a community of power, building a community of power women. We really need each other. And I can't stress that enough. So I want to start this by a quote by Gandhi. It says, The day the power of love overrules the love of power, the world will know peace. Now, why did I choose this? Um, You know, because, you know, I'm not talking about the type of power that we are accustomed to using in our vocabulary that we're accustomed to using in, you know, this society that really mistakes power for 
titles and positions and um, all of these different things that really do not mean power. I mean, this is not the definition of power. What we've come to know as power is not power. It's a facade. It's, you know, something that we have created um, to separate ourselves. It, 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 it causes division from the ones who have power and those that do not. Well, we all have power. Because positions and titles and economic status and academic success, none of those things are power. You know, the word power actually comes from the Latin word potere. It means to be able. So what is more powerful than to be able to live your authentic self, to be able to live that being inside of you with freedom. That is power. That freedom to be you and only you, that's powerful. And so, you know, we've come to a place where we need to redefine what power is. We need to redefine that power only lies within. We need to come to the understanding that in order for us to be powerful, we have nothing to seek outside of ourselves, that we need to start going within. And the one thing that keeps crippling us from living our most powerful, authentic self to living the most powerful expression of who we are is the pain that we're carrying around. And so that's why I wanted to talk about, you know, transforming that pain into power. So a lot of people keep asking me, you know, how did you do it? When I wrote the book, The Woman in the Mirror, and I, I'm going to keep sharing this because, you know, this book is really written for those of you who have this burning desire inside of you to be your authentic self. You know, when you get to that place when you're just tired, when you're just tired of trying so hard to be what you think is expected you know, of you to be, when you're just tired of trying to conform to, you know, society and, and, and what is put out there for you to be, when you're just tired and you're saying, you know what, I'm in a space where I just want to be me. I'm in a space where I want to, you know, reach my dreams. I want to express who I am. I want to live in my essence, in my purest essence. That book is written for you. Okay, The Woman in the Mirror is about us taking that close look at that person that's looking back at us and saying, you know, who do I want to be? Who do I want reflected back at me? Is it my authentic self or is it this facade, this persona that I've created? So if you're tired of carrying pain and, and, and 
having to come up with a persona that can, you know, compensate for that pain. And you just want to be you and you want to realize your dreams and you want to activate, you know, your passion and you want to thrive in your purpose and you want to realize your, your mission in life. That book is for you, The Woman in the Mirror. And so I talk about, you know, the space that I was in and I talked about this in my last episode where, you know, it, I just got to a place where I just wanted to end it all. But obviously, I'm not in that space now. And a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you get there? So I want to talk about that because, you know, I want to say that there's about three things that I want to share with you. One is that I had to finally acknowledge that I was in pain. I had to make a choice to quit the denial. I had to acknowledge that I had been living in such deep denial of my pain because I really wanted to forget that there was any pain inside of me. I really wanted to forget, you know, the memories that had caused my pain, the memories that I kept reliving in my head. I wanted to forget my circumstances, the circumstances that made me feel that I couldn't live my best life. I wanted to forget, you know, the relationships that were oppressing my, my essence and, and they were suffocating my being. Because let me tell you something, when you are in a relationship that you know you're not supposed to be, you know it. Your whole being tells you. How many of us have been in a relationship and then afterwards, you know, you think about it and you say, you know, I always knew it wasn't going to work out. I always knew that it wasn't going to last forever. I always knew that it wasn't meant to be. And you know, the reason that we say that is because there's this intuition inside of us that lets us know when something is not right, when we're not walking, you know, in the path of our destined life. We know it, but we ignore it. We don't trust it. We don't trust it enough because we've lost the confidence in ourselves. We lost the confidence in, in our choices, in our ability to judge. And we relinquish that power. We, we, we give that power away to make other choices that are indeed empowering to our being. But you know, when we are in these relationships, and let me tell you, it's not just intimate relationships. We are talking about relationships with our family members. How many of us have relationships with our family members that are toxic? And we don't have the ability to stop it. You know, there was a point where I had to say, you know what, enough is enough. Enough is enough. If you're not gonna speak to me in a way that is powerful, uplifting and positive, I don't want to hear it. I don't want you in my circle. And sometimes this is really difficult. I mean, sometimes it's a little bit easier with people that we are not as close. And, you know, we kind of um, make those decisions to cut people off. And we say, oh, you know what? I, I really need to clean my space and I need to cut some people off because these relationships are not good. But when it comes to those that are in our core, it's a little bit harder for us to do, but it's just and probably even more important that we do, that we cut 
that tox toxic relationship at its core, at its root. And sometimes it's not just completely removing the person unless that person is really being harmful and abusive. And in that case, yes, cut it off. And But sometimes it's just being able to have the language to tell that person, you know what, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve your criticism. I don't deserve your judgment. And being able to cut that off, cut that part of the relationship. And in turn, you are actually teaching that person to value you. But you're teaching them to value you, to love you, to respect you by valuing and loving and respecting yourself. And sometimes this is what we need to do, just like we need to do this in our intimate relationships. But we have to start by acknowledging that we're in pain. And some of these relationships, we form these relationships because we're living in this vicious cycle of what we have come to know. So when we hold on to pain because of past experiences, we actually, you know, form these beliefs in our being and we attract these things into our lives. So when we have pain from the past, for whatever reason that pain is there, we tend to recreate that pain. Because there's something inside of us that's really looking to recreate it so then we can change it. It's almost as if, if I can recreate this relationship, if I can recreate this situation and somehow ch change the ending, then I can finally feel some type of redemption from what happened. But that doesn't happen. What has you connected to that pain is what you need to address. It's not about recreating it. It's about addressing the core issues. It's about, you know, when you, when you accept that you are in denial and you give acknowledgement to that pain, you are saying, you know what? Something happened. Something did hurt me. And I need to just deal with that and deal with the core issue and not waste my energy in the symptoms. Because sometimes we busy ourselves with the symptoms, but we don't get to the core issue. And that core issue just sits there and it keeps replaying itself. It keeps replaying itself. And we think that we're addressing it because we're changing certain situations, but we're not because the core issue is still there. So, you know, whether your pain is because there was a past hurt because due to abuse or a broken relationship or a loss of a loved one or even a loss of a dream, whatever it is, then that's what we need to address, that core issue. But we need to stop denying it. You know, I keep telling people this, you know, and I actually write about this in my book. This is really interesting. You know, if we had an injury, let's say, you know, we have a broken leg, you know, something happens and we break our legs and, you know, we're, we're, we're in so much pain. What do we do? We go to the hospital. Because we're acknowledging that we're in pain, right? I mean, there's no denying it. You have a broken leg, there's no denying that you have a broken leg and that you have to 
attend to it. So you go to the hospital and you do what you have to do and you get the medical care that you need and, you know, you nourish it back to health. But when we're in emotional pain, we just let it sit there. We just let it be. We ignore it. And we think that by denying it, it's going to go away. We think that by denying it, it will not hurt. Because this is the thing. You know what? When we go through these experiences, sometimes we ignore them so much because we're so afraid of facing them. Because we're afraid that it will hurt us more. We're so afraid of feeling the pain. But you know what? Pain is not there to make us hurt. The pain that we feel is actually telling us, hey, there's something wrong and I need you to nourish me. There is something that went wrong and something hurt me and I need you to love me. And this is why pain gets, you know, so toxic in our body because it keeps calling out for us. It does. It calls out for us in so many different ways. When we are being self-destructive, that's pain calling out for us. When we're, you know, when we continue to recreate these toxic relationships with our intimate partners and our friendships, you know, sometimes we have, you know, people that we call friends and we say, you know what, I really thought she was my friend. I really thought that he was my friend, but you know, I was betrayed. I was hurt. You know, I'm always being criticized. I'm always being judged. She's always putting me down. He's always putting me down. This is not a real friendship. And we let go of that friend, but then we pick up another one that does exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing because we haven't dealt with our core issues. So we continue to recreate this and we continue to perpetuate this pain that we're living. And you know what? It's again, it's that fear that we're like, oh, you know, if, if I confront this pain, oh, I really don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know how painful it's going to be. I don't know, you know, if it's going to hurt. I don't know if it's going to overtake me and overpower me. So I'm just going to deny it and I'm going to suppress it and I'm just going to ignore it. Well, guess what? It doesn't go away that way. It won't go away. It's almost like, you know, taking a breath in and just letting that be inside of you, right? Because guess what? You know, oxygen is supposed to give us life, right? I mean, we breathe it, but if we don't exhale, if we don't exhale, you know what happens? We die. It suffocates us because we're not meant to keep it in. And that's what pain does. It becomes toxic and it suffocates us and we stop breathing. How many, of, how many of you feel like you can't breathe? You feel like, I just, I can't catch a breath. I feel like, you know, something happens. And just when I think that, I, you know, I'm coming out of it, you know, I feel like I'm drowning again. I feel like I can't breathe. My chest feels tight. I remember feeling my pain so heavy. I felt like I was having a heart attack because my, my chest would feel so tight that I would have physical symptoms from my pain, but it's because we keep denying it. And so we have to stop denying our pain. 
We really do. We need to acknowledge it. We need because guess what? Acknowledging it and 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 you know moving away from denial brings us to the second part, being able to be one with the pain. Yes. I mean, it sounds crazy. Oh, how do you transform pain into power? We have to sit with it. Sit with it. I talked about, you know, in my last episode, how when I was about to, you know, um, release my podcast and launch this, this beautiful platform, I ended up in bed rest for six weeks. And I had to just sit with that physical pain. And I, I tell you, it, it was the hardest thing. And it reminded me of when I was in Malaysia and I went out and I did my, you know, I just did my global tour and just traveled around the world, um, really just trying to find a way to heal. And it finally happened. And I was in Malaysia and this wonderful woman that I met who really um, became such an important part of my journey. You know, she said, you know, the next time this pain comes up, just sit with it. Don't run away from it. And I thought that was the craziest thing I've ever heard. I did. I thought it was the craziest thing I've ever heard. And you know, in my head, I had so much judgment and so much criticism. I said, are you kidding me? I was like, you clearly haven't gone through anything in your life. Because if you're telling me that what I need to do is sit with my pain, I mean, I have done everything possible to escape my pain. And now you're telling me that I need to sit with my pain and that is what's going to heal me? And, you know, and I said, you know, how about you give me something else? Tell me something else. You know, what else can I do? And that's what we do, right? We're we're like out there just asking people all these different things. Well, how did you do it? And, you know, reading books and, oh, you know, what does this book say? And, you know, we're like going to seminars and we're going to conferences and, you know, we're talking with our friends and we're listening to them. And, you know, we do all of these things to keep our minds busy. And we're like, well, you know what? I'm talking about it. I'm not denying it. I'm, I'm going to therapy and, you know, I'm talking to my friends and I'm trying to be proactive. But are you sitting with it? Because the moment that you stop and the moment that you sit with your pain, you're going to realize that part of that pain is the lack of self-love. That part of you that hasn't been able to love yourself because of everything that you are replaying in your mind, because of the circumstances that you're living in, because of, you know, thinking that your history defines you, all of those things. The fact that you haven't been able to break the cycle because you don't believe that you are worthy of more. The fact that you continue in the relationship because you don't think you deserve more. The fact that you keep recreating situations and relationships and dynamics because somehow you have put it in your head and in your mind and in your heart that you deserved what happened because you didn't know how to handle it. This is real. I, I, want, I, I, want, to, I want to tell you, this is very real. Part of my 
process in Malaysia when I decided, okay, I'm going to I'm going to sit with my pain. And this wasn't an easy thing. I mean, we had these conversations and days would pass. And one, one day I woke up sick and I mean, so sick. I wasn't able to do anything. I wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to do any of, you know, the plans that I had. And I mean, I was there in my room for days and I was in a small room with no windows. And the room was so small that when I got out of bed, the only space that I had was to be able to walk to the bathroom. I mean, this is like a little hole in the wall in Malaysia. And I remember thinking, oh my God, you know, it's like I can't escape from me this time. And then I became so sick that physically I couldn't escape myself, right? And so... I started replaying some of those memories and, and feelings and, you know, that haunted me for so long. And I remember what she said to me, you know, the next time it comes up, you know, sit with that pain. And so I decided, okay, you know what? I mean, I've, I've come all this way. I'm like traveling around the world. I'm going to, I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to find the courage to just sit with it. And the one thing that I learned that honestly broke my heart more than the pain that I had already experienced from my trauma is that I remember closing my eyes and I remember having a memory so vivid of, you know, my child self, you know, and I was maybe four, five, and I remembered an image in which I was being violated. And I remember being so angry at that little girl. And I realized that I had been angry with that little girl for so long because I felt, you know what? You could have done something. You could have screamed, you could have ran, you could have, you could have fought back. Now I'm saying this to this fragile, you know, toddler who's being abused and victimized, right? And I am putting the onus of the victimization on her, on myself, yes. And so because I felt that I didn't fight back, somehow I deserved what happened to me. And when I realized that I was blaming my four-year-old and five-year-old and six-year-old self for the things that happened to me, I started sobbing and I wasn't trying to deny the pain. I was in pain and it was excruciating. But the realization that I was blaming, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, some of you have children. Can you imagine blaming your child for this horrific act? Can you imagine blaming any child? For something like that. Well, that's what I did. And that's what we do. Sometimes when we go through experiences that are horrible, we start thinking in our heads, you know, what could I have done differently? What, you know, I, I should have done this. I should have done that. We, we get caught up in all of this should have, could have, would have, you know. And it, well, at the end, we kind of get to the space where it's like, you know what? It was my fault. And, and because I couldn't do anything about it, and because I didn't find a way to fight back, then you know what? I deserved it. Can you imagine? 
carrying the burden of that lie because it's a lie. No one deserves to be victimized. No one. And my greatest breakthrough was when I had that breakdown. When I broke down sobbing in tears, knowing that I was blaming myself, thinking that I was at fault for what happened to me. And I sat with my pain. I mean, I literally just sat there. And for the first time, I was able to acknowledge that, you know what? I finally love myself by telling myself that it wasn't my fault. You know, and I remember visualizing that little girl and saying, you know, it, it's, it's not your fault. And I remember going back to the memory over and over and over again. And let me tell you something, there was nothing that I could change about that memory because what happened, happened. And I can't go back in the past and try to change what happened. But you know what? I kept revisiting that memory. And every time I revisited that memory, I gave that little girl more and more love. I loved her more. I was more just, not just fiercely. I mean, there was something that overpowered me in a good way. They just wanted to pour all my strength, all my might into this love. They would hug her even if she was so many years away. You know, I just thought of myself being in that room and holding her hand. And I have to say, in those moments, I felt layers inside of me just peeling away. I felt walls just breaking down. I mean, I felt that there was just something that was opening inside of me. And what I realized is that the pain that I had, you know, covered up and sealed away and protected so fiercely was coming out. I was releasing it. I was releasing it. But it brings me to the third point. We have to make a choice. When we make the choice to stop denying our pain, to be able to sit with our pain, face it, and love it, love ourselves through that pain, nurture ourselves through that pain, we then need to make a choice to release it, to let it go. Because that pain does not define us. Those experiences don't define us. And the pain that we've been holding in is because something keeps telling us, you know, it's there to just kind of raise this awareness. Hey, pay attention to me. There's a wounded heart that needs your love. There's a wounded spirit that needs your attention. There's a wounded soul that needs you to connect with it. That's what pain is. Pain is not something that, you know, we should be running away from. Pain is not something that we should be scared of. Pain is there to let us know, hey, you need to pay attention. Let's heal this wound. Let's mend this heart. That's what it's there for. It's actually there to help us. It's actually there to make us stronger. It's there 
so that we can transform that pain into power. Because that pain is what is, you know, holding on to that experience and letting it live. Because you know what? We're meant to learn something from it. We're meant to take something from it. And we always think that it's meant to take something from us. Well, only you have the power to let anything take something away from you. Only I have the power to let anything take something away from me. And I got tired of letting anything outside of me take things away from me. Because what it was taking away from me was my very, very life. My essence, my being. I was suffocating. I was dying. And I needed to live. Not just be alive. I needed to live. I needed to feel my essence. I needed to connect with my heart. I needed to allow my spirit to flourish. I needed to live. And so, you know, the power that is within, it's always your authentic self. It's loving who you are. To allow yourself to be you and only you. The power of love. Yes. That's why I, I, I share that quote. The power of love overrules the love of power. And when it does, the world will know peace. It, it's, it's interesting that as much as we want to heal and live an empowered life, we have put the onus in so many things that are not true power, that are not healing to our emotional bodies, that are not healing to our spirit body, that is not healing to our souls, that is not healing to our hearts. Because the power of being you and only you, your authentic self, that is that is where we need to get to. That is our destiny. Because it's, the, it's what's going to make us thrive in our purpose. It's what's going to allow us to realize our mission in life. You know, we need to stop denying our pain. And when we do, we need to love ourselves through it. So then we can then release it. And when we release it, that's when we transform our pain into power, when we let go. Because then we're saying, you know what? I am going to love me and only me. And I am not going to allow anything to change the essence of who I am. And I am going to live the most powerful expression of my authentic self. And that is going to be my life. And I know that that's what we want to do. And trust me, there's so much to talk about. And there's, I mean, we, we're living in an amazing era. Are you kidding me? Everything that's going on, I, I love it. We are remembering who we are. You know, we're remembering who we truly are. And, and we see women rising all over the world, all over the world. I mean, it's a beautiful moment. And I know that we all want to partake and we should 
Because you are worth it. You are worthy. And you deserve it. I mean, it's amazing. But we need to let go. We need to let go. You know, we always remember the hurt that ravished our virgin spirits. And in that devastation, time will stand still. We stay in that pool of hurt, unable to move forward until the pain cages us in. For me, time pressed on, but my life became stagnant. While in pain, we can no longer continue our journey vibrant and full of life. The eagerness to live, the readiness to laugh, and the willingness to love is subdued by pain. Some of us don't even remember what it's like to be happy, to feel fulfilled in life. We have little reminders of those things when we see children laughing, an innocence that we knew maybe long ago, or maybe just even regretting that we never had that innocence. You know, when something happens that creates so much pain, life as we know it ends and it takes a detour. The path in which we begin to, to, to go on in our journey, it's, it's built on pain, it's built on sorrow. And that's never where we were meant to be. We were not meant to be there. We are created so unique. We are a unique expression of divinity. You are created for greatness. You are created perfect, whole, and complete. And whatever happens and make you forget that, you need to confront it. Because you need to remember, we need to remember who we are so that we can thrive, so that we can live passionately, boldly, courageously, because it's in us. There is nothing outside of you that is more power than what's inside of you. And let me tell you something. There is a whole generation and future generations that are counting on us to be able to live and be our most powerful, authentic self. It's time. You know, we begin a new season today. And, and this is why I usually, um, my last two podcasts, I released them on Fridays. And I figured, you know... I would release my podcast on Fridays, but you know, I stay true to my spirit. I stay true to my heart. And when I realized that this winter season was ending, oh, it was amazing. I felt like, oh, so relieved. Because you know what? Some our winter seasons can be very symbolic to what's happening inside of us. And for me, I felt that there was a dying of the self. But that's the thing, that sometimes that needs to happen. We need to allow what must die, die, and let it go. But in this new season, this spring season that we're just opening up, that we're just starting, this is a different season. This is a season that could water our souls and our spirits, oh, that we can flourish that we can grow. It's a beautiful season. So let's enter this season by letting go, letting die what must die, letting it, let the past be in the past. Let's move forward. Let's be aware of the gift of the present. 
And let's start living authentically. Because let me tell you, it is, there's no other a more beautiful and more powerful way to live your life than to be able to embrace the gift of the present and to be you and only you. I hope that, you know, as, as I'm sharing that, that, I, that you can take the time to just reflect, to be with yourself and stop denying. Stop denying. It's okay. You are more powerful than the fear that you feel. You are far more powerful. Trust me. Trust me. One day of crying, of letting it out, of purging all of that pain, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. It's actually going to give you life. And the kind of life that you have been hoping for, the kind of life that you have been wishing for, the kind of that life that you are desiring and you're yearning for in the very core of your being because your authentic self knows, knows that you were created for more. Absolutely. You know, I was sharing a little bit of my chapter, Letting Go, of my book, The Woman in the Mirror. And that's what I talk about. I, I talk about how we can surrender by just not denying our pain, by acknowledging our pain, how we can love ourselves by sitting with our pain, knowing it, loving ourselves through it, nourishing ourselves, and making the choice to release it. This is your time. This is your time. If you're listening to this, it means that everything in this world conspired for you to hear this so that you can start living authentically. Thank you for tuning in, Power Woman. This is your show, Madam Philosopher, from New York City to around the world. And I am your host, Eve. Until the next episode.